Welcome back, everyone. This is part two of our Disney trip that we are going to discuss and share all the things we learned with you guys. So on our third day, we did visit the Kennedy Space Center, which we are going to do a whole separate episode for that. So that way we can focus fully on the Kennedy Space Center. So then on our It was day, out of this world. So on our fourth day, we all went to Animal Kingdom. When you say all of us, that was the whole group. Because there were some days we went with a few of us. This was all seven of us again. So, of course, when you go in Animal Kingdom, the first thing that everyone sees and wants to go see is the Tree of Life. The Tree of Life has a special meaning to my family and is one of the coolest things to see. It's huge. The detail in the tree of the animals is amazing. The overall experience of the park, it just puts you in a different type of mood. I think, Kyle, you were in a completely different mood on Animal Kingdom Day. Yeah, and I think it's even before you get in the park. It's the music. Um, it's just the feelings, the vibes that what some would say. It just, it just feels different, I would say. You know, the music hits different. It just puts you in a whole different feeling. Um, there's not as many rides. There's not as many things, you know, but it's just, it's just good atmosphere, I would say. And definitely a must-do for your Animal Kingdom day is to go on Kilimanjaro Safari. And say that you rode this ride before, every safari is different. Every single time, it is different. Hey, everyone. It's Jumbo. And your co-host. Jumbo. And welcome back. Jumbo, everyone. Yeah. So I do know, like... Very common. Everyone says the animals are more active in the morning. Even if you go to your local zoo, you know, that's what everyone says. So we actually had a lightning lane for one o'clock or so. It was somewhere in the afternoon. Because and but we wanted to test this theory. So we went straight to the safari in the morning. We got on one of the first safaris in the morning and we rode. And then Later in the afternoon, one o'clock or so, we wrote it again. And I believe, I don't know what you guys think, but I think they were more active around one o'clock than they were at eight or seven, whatever time it was in the morning when we rode. I definitely agree. A lot of people do say to go in the morning um, because of them being more active as well as them feeding them breakfast in the morning. Um, I will say that on the morning ride we did not see the giraffes and in the afternoon we saw multiple giraffes and all the animals were still moving now we did go the end of december so the weather was amazing down there it was not nearly as hot so we may have a different experience in the summertime when it's hot and maybe that's why people say that because you're in florida and majority of the time in florida is hot so those animals are more active due to the weather yeah, I was thinking that too. One o'clock on a summer day is a lot different than one o'clock in December when we went. I think it was like 60s or low 70s. So it wasn't hot at one o'clock where that's 90s or 100 in the summer. Um, one of the big highlights of the trip, especially for my grandma, she actually teared up during this event is the Lion King show. 
This is a show where you will sit down and watch as they do a little recap of The Lion King. It's amazing the details they have, the engagement they get from the audience, and the colors, the music. It's a really, it's a must-do if you go to Animal Kingdom. Bah. What were we? We were giraffes, weren't we? We were the we giraffes. Were... Yeah, I thought so. And giraffes yeah. make a noise like a sheep. I didn't know that. Yeah. So educational, too. Yeah. Through that. I I said I love seeing the Shaman of Songs animatronic. I think that's my favorite animatronic across all Disney parks. If you don't know, that's in the Avatar ride. Um, the Little Boat ride. What's the name of that, Ken? The name of the ride? Navi River Journey. Oh, yeah, the Navi River Journey. Um, not a thrilling ride by any, but the animatronic is awesome. The movements, how big it is. And then also for that ride, Sister Ride, Avatar Flight of Passage, I was able to ride that without feeling sick afterwards, which was a great um, feeling for me because I've rode that multiple times. Really cool ride, but I typically feel pretty sick and have to sit down afterwards, and I did not after riding it this time so that was pretty cool so on that ride you get on top of it looks like a banshee and you fly and it makes you feel like you're flying now a lot of people the back the way you get on it you kind of get on it like a horse and then there's a machine that comes back and locks you in so if you're worried about not being able to fit or not like feeling that they do actually have a replica right outside of the ride that you can get on to see if you fit and if you feel comfortable. So I was pretty comfortable with this ride. Um, I did have to close my eyes a few times since it made me feel more like I was dropping. But this ride is also the number one ride in all of Walt Disney World because I did research on that before. And this is the number one ride in all four parks of Walt Disney World. And this ride is so immersive. It feels like you can feel the Banshee breathing on you. And even the queue is immersive on how everything works and everything. And it's just amazing. And how you get matched to an avatar is amazing. Yeah, they definitely have a pre-show to where they match you with your own avatar. And when you actually get off of the ride in their gift shop, of course, you know, you get off a ride and if it is a gift shop you can actually make an avatar that's like a barbie size that looks just like you um you can do this but you do have to pay for it and you can also adopt a banshee and that's one thing we did this trip was mckinley adopted a banshee so i have always wanted to adopt a banshee and i have never gotten to well i had the opportunity to and i just Never got it, but my grandma actually got me one this time, and I was so excited. They have so many different color options. They have light blue, dark blue, purple, orange, a ton of them, and I went with a sky blue banshee, and it comes with a little cord that you wrap around your back and a little, like, handheld button, and you can make it open its mouth, and it has a little noise, too. Uh, and it can move its head and flap his wings. And this is all not battery operated. The only thing that is battery operated is the sounds that the Banshee makes when it opens its mouth. 
but this was such a cool experience and just amazing and since it has a little magnet plate that you put under your shirt you can make the banshee sit on your shoulder you can also get a bag that your banshee you can put your banshee in and you can also get a stand for at home that your banshee can sit on so very fun experience We also ate in Pandora. What did you guys think about that? Our cheeseburger pods. I, I just got a cheese quesadilla, which was really generic and everything, but it was really good. So I was very excited to try these cheeseburger pods. It's like, how would you even describe it, Kyle? Um, cheeseburger filled inside of, I don't know what the Some outside kind would of be. breading. Like a dumpling? Like a dumpling? It's It's like a dumpling with, uh, it kind of tastes like a White Castle burger. So it's basically just a dumpling with hamburger meat in it. I was Yeah. expecting it to be a little bit sweeter. Um, to me, it just tastes like it was a bunch of hamburger meat. I expected there to be like some kind of maybe peppers or pickles or something, and it's not. And it, like McKinley said, it reminds me of a little mini White Castle burger. Um, probably would not get it again. It was not my favorite. It wasn't bad, but. wasn't my favorite Yeah, I know we had heard we came in with high hopes, though, and I think if you come in with higher expectations, all you're going to do is possibly be let down unless it's really, really good. So, but yeah, it, it wasn't what we had expected. so one thing that we really like about animal kingdom is it's more of a slower pace Um, I don't feel like you run from ride to ride because, to be honest, there's not that many rides in Animal Kingdom. Um, I definitely like Animal Kingdom for a park hop day. Um, that's what we did is we started the day off at Animal Kingdom and then we park hopped over to Epcot. And to me, that was a full day. Um, a lot of people can spend a full day in Animal Kingdom, but the hours are a little bit shorter. And I... I don't know. I don't feel like there's there's not tons to do there. Like you can go and see animals, but we live near the Cincinnati Zoo. So to us, that wasn't anything special just because we have that at our hometown. But Animal Kingdom is just a different vibe. The music's great. The food is great. Kyle absolutely loves the food there. They do have this like pulled pork macaroni that you can get, which is really good. They have a lot of snack options. There is character meals as well. Um, we haven't done a whole lot of those. One of the big popular one is the Tusker House in Animal Kingdom. That's a sit-down restaurant where you meet Mickey and them in their safari outfits. And then one that a lot of people know is the Rainforest Cafe. So the Rainforest Cafe is actually in Animal Kingdom as well as there is one in Disney Springs. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that we typically do is skip Animal Kingdom altogether. So we'll do Magic Kingdom, Epcot, because Epcot is McKinley's favorite park, and Hollywood Studios, and then we might go to one of those other parks more than once, typically Magic Kingdom. But I, I think that is a bad idea for other people. I don't like the idea of skipping Animal Kingdom, even if you do it for half a day. And we did more than half a day. I think we got there at 7, and we ended up leaving like at 4.30 or 5. So, I mean, that's a full day. We did everything. We did all the shows besides the Finding Nemo show. We did all the rides um, for the most part. So 
we did most of the things at Animal Kingdom, and that's a pretty long time to be there. It's almost 10 hours at a park. So, and then we park hopped over to Epcot. So, I, I think you, it was a pretty good day. If you do make it a full day, maybe make that your day two or three or four. I wouldn't make it day one. All right. Well, anything else that you guys, before we park hop over to Epcot, anything else about Animal Kingdom? I know that your grandma really loved It's Tough to Be a Bug. She said that show was so cute. I thought that was we had to do that because that is going to be changing over, they say, to Zootopia. But, you know, they say a lot of things and then it doesn't always happen. But they say that that show is going to be going away. So I thought it was a good show to do before it possibly changes forever. That is not one of my favorite rides. Um, where there's like bugs in a show, a lot of little kids think it's scary because there's a part where like spiders drop from the ceiling or a bee stings your back and it like vibrates your seat. Nothing that hurts, but it is, it can be scary for kids and it is dark in there. Lost. Um, one thing about that I did like on this trip is you actually have to go under the tree to get into this ride. So you get to see a lot of up close of the tree with the animals and the designs. And there's actually a monkey in part of the queue that me and my sister did when we were a lot younger. So we were able to see that and just be like, oh, we took that picture together when we were little and did the same picture again. So it's just one of those rides that's been around forever. But we had to do it one more time because it is going to change. And I'm excited to see what they change it to. Same with dinosaur. You know, they say that that whole that whole area might go away, which means dinosaur might change. That's one of our family's favorite rides there. That'd be sad. But it could change to Indiana Jones, which we all liked in Disneyland. So who knows? I love the dinosaur part of Animal Kingdom, Dinoland USA. We normally don't spend too much time there, but I just love just like the essence of it and it just makes me very happy chester and hester yeah hmm. all right all right well you know then we headed over to epcot so i thought something that we noticed right away was most of the walls being down in epcot so we've went to epcot probably three or four times over the last four or five years if not more than that. And you had to follow the signs on the wall, how to get to here or there or where we're going. And it was much more open. There are still a couple walls up, um, but it's much more open. And that was really cool to see when we entered. We went later in the afternoon. What time would you say? Like six o'clock? I think we got there probably about 5.30-ish. 5.36. And it was not crowded at all. Um, one of the things I liked about it, like you said, there's no walls as much. So we got to see the new Moana area. And this is a cool interactive area where there's tons of water. There's interactive things where you can do music with the water. You can walk underwater and the water separates to let you walk through. Um, McKinley really enjoyed this part of Epcot. You can also make waves, which is very fun. You can do a xylophone with water just a ton of different water activities and you don't necessarily have to get wet because there is a uh, a dry path off to the side 
which I think is really cool because we went in December and of course we didn't want to get wet and we went in the evening when it was even colder being Florida and it's always hot. I think this is a great option, especially for little kids just to cool down in some type of way. Yeah. So it's called the journey of water. It, pretty much follows the life cycle of water. And it really gets back to the core of Epcot of that ed utainment um, where you're getting some education and you're getting that entertainment factor. So I really liked it. My favorite part, there's like geysers where you can put your hand and if you raise your hand up, the water keeps coming up. So if you start really low and you just slowly raise your hand up, the water continues to follow your hand up. So that was my favorite part of the journey of water. So my favorite part was they had like little water dispensers on the ground that would shoot up water in a like dome cone type shape. So it would be like the shape of a bowl, but it was made out of water and it was super fun to touch and play with and very fun. So one thing also that I like that we went towards the end of the day and it wasn't as crowded is we got to see the new Walt statue. This is a statue that in the background you see the big Epcot ball and it's just Walt sitting on a bench. When this first appeared in Epcot, there was a three, four hour line just to get a picture with a statue, which is crazy to me. But it is a really cool and very detailed photo of Walt. Of course, we definitely had to get it. We didn't wait in line at all. And there is someone who is there who can take a photo for you and put it on the photo pass. But also, if you don't want to pay for the photo pass package, they will take a picture off of your phone or camera for you. So, of course, we had to get that. Yep. And prior to getting that photo, we also, so we had the garden grill reservation set for the next day because we were going to park hop to Epcot tomorrow, the following day as well. But we were were in the land pavilion going to Soarin' over California. And we were like, well, we're all hungry. How about we just see if we can join the walk-up list? And we went up there and we said, hey, what's the walk-up wait? And they said, well, you do that on the app. So we got on there and they said 45 minutes. So we joined the walk-up um, list and went ahead and get got in line for Soren. Well, two minutes into our line for Soren, they sent us a text saying, your table is ready. So we went ahead and rode the Soren ride, which was the first time any of us had rode Soren over California. We are typically ride Soren around the world, which I liked it a lot. Um, the rest of us pretty much prefer soaring around the world, but then we ate at garden grill inside the land pavilion, which was a first for all of us as well. And it did not go great for me. The food was great, but the moving restaurant part of it was not. The food was great, but it does move very slow. Um, but still Kyle, it's very motion sickness and his face was beat red and characters come around but you could just tell he was not having it and from some parts of the restaurant when it gets so you spin around obviously so when it gets to a certain point you can see the farm scene and living with the land the rainforest scene and more of the desert scene so this is really cool and on this top floor of the little house and living with the land and the farm scene, it actually, the window is open and it is modeled after Walt's childhood bedroom. It's kind of difficult to get photos, but when you see it, it's very cool. And this is 
only something you can see while eating at Garden Grill. When you're on living with the land, the window's up too high. There's no way you can see in there. So this was something new for us to do and pretty cool that McKinley knew to look for this. And it's also the windows open on the side of the house, so you can't see it from the normal side. The food, I really enjoyed it. I thought the food was really good. It's more of a, it's a, they bring the meal out to you like in a big skillet and you pick what you want off of there and it's unlimited. So you can get whatever, however much of whatever item that they have on there. Um, For dessert, they do have apple pie with ice cream and that was very good. So I know that I thought the idea of this moving restaurant would not make me sick, you know, slowly moving restaurant. It did. I don't know if it's because of earlier in the day. I don't know if it's because we just had ridden soaring. I am not sure why, but it really messed with me. I was very sick while we were eating there due to the motion of the restaurant. If you are prone to motion sickness, what we do for Kyle is we get him non-drowsy Dramamine. Um, I actually met up with other travel agents this morning and we had breakfast and one of them was telling me that you can get in or what is it? Fast acting Dramamine. So you don't normal Dramamine. You have to wait 30 minutes for it to kick in, but you can get fast acting Dramamine also to help with those that get motion sickness. Due to that, you know, sickness from a restaurant, which is crazy to even say, we did not spend as much time at Epcot as we had planned. You know, we got our picture with the statue and then we kind of headed out knowing that we had one more day left, which was going to be Magic Kingdom slash Epcot. So Friday, which was going to be our last day, we were starting at Magic Kingdom and then heading to Epcot. So our plan here was Magic Kingdom on Friday had a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. So we knew the park closed to non-party guests at 6 p.m. So just like on our previous episode where I said on Monday the park was crazy, it was packed, you know, everyone must have saw that there was a lot of parties this week and went on Monday. Well, on Friday, it was the complete opposite. So people must have realized that there was a party, the park closed at 6, and people didn't, they stayed away from Magic Kingdom. They went to other parks. They must have went to Epcot or Hollywood or Animal Kingdom. And I have always suggested to our clients, because I have heard this, that going to Magic Kingdom on party days, which is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, is the way to do it. Even though you have to leave early, the crowds are very low because people want full days at Magic Kingdom that you're able to get a lot done. And we experienced that on Friday. So we actually went probably an hour or so after the park opened and it was almost empty. It was probably the most empty I've ever been at magic kingdom, which just four days earlier was the busiest I've ever been at magic kingdom. And it was only two days before Christmas. So it was very strange. The difference in those things. I think we'll definitely go on more party days. Um, The crowd, there was hardly nobody there. And one of the cool things was I went down there wanting this Mickey Nutcracker popcorn bucket, which is a party exclusive popcorn bucket. You can't get on a normal day. But because the day that we went was the last party day, they actually was selling those because they had so many left. 
So I was able to get that. And I thought that was pretty cool. I also we basically walked right on rides without Genie Plus. Like the crowd difference. Yeah, you're getting less time because you have to leave for the party unless you have a party ticket. But you are getting so much more done in that short amount of time than you would if you added an additional four plus hours that you would on a normal park day. I mean, I definitely see a difference and I think it is well worth it. Overall, I feel like the parks weren't more crowded than normal, except for Hollywood Studios because Rise was closed compared to a normal Disney day some other time in the year. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think the first Magic Kingdom day that we went was very crowded. But on this, I, I do want to go back to what Megan was saying about party days. And I think it also allows you to relax a little bit. Sometimes when you try to get there at 8 a.m. and stay till 11 or 12 at night, it's exhausting. So if you know that it's closing at 6 p.m., well, then you get there at 8 a.m. and you stay till 6, but then you can go back to your resort. If it's in the summer or a warm day, you can go to the pool and just sit by the pool. And the amount that you're able to get done is going to be the same amount as if you were there till 11, but it's five less hours on your legs. You know, it's five less hours on your wallet. It's just, it's, it's actually ends up being a lot better than, you know, trying to stay there just because you're not in the park for those five extra hours. I think you're able to get everything done that you would have been able to get done. I definitely agree. Like I didn't even think about the money you're saving money and you're being able to rest more so you can go more. Um, I think that's a great call out and I think we're definitely going to be doing this moving forward. So once we left magic kingdom, we went to Epcot again because that was kind of how we got a full day of Epcot. So we, Park hopped from Animal Kingdom yesterday or on Thursday, and then we park hopped from Magic Kingdom knowing that the park was going to close early on Friday. And the one thing that we did not get done the day previously that we had to do was Living with the Land. So it had a Christmas overlay at Living with the Land, and that was the one thing that we had to make sure we got done on this Friday. This was an awesome experience. Um, Kyle, I think you described it as a Cincinnati Zoo Festival of Lights, except for you're not walking, you're on a boat. Um, they do a great holiday overlay with tons of lights incorporated into all of the things that they got going on there while also learning a bunch of information. Um, I thought this was awesome. It definitely had a longer line than normal just because so many people heard about how great it was. And I would definitely stand in line for this. I think it is well worth it. I think it puts you in the Christmas mood and I think they do a great job. It definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, we as a family enjoy living with the land normally, but with added Christmas lights, I thought it was really cool. I thought now, it was a really cool experience. I do want to mention though, it is 10 times cooler at nighttime. I would wait until the end of the day because there's a part where it kind of has the outside lights. And so if it's dark out, the Christmas lights, of course, are going to look better. So if you do go during the holidays, I would wait until it's dark out to be able to get the full effect. Mm -hmm. And I know we were, we ate at Regal Eagle Smokehouse in the American Pavilion. And that's something that we've had on our list of things to do at Epcot for a while. It's nothing special, just a quick service restaurant, but we typically, 
there's so many other places to eat at Epcot where it's kind of just fallen down our list so many different times, but we really enjoyed the food there. I think McKinley, what did you get? You got um, sushi when we ate there. You got sushi from one of the stands. So there was a stand in the Japan Pavilion that had some sushi, and I saw my favorite type of sushi on their menu, a California roll. And they, of course, because they just had them in little packages, you place your order, and then immediately you get your food. And it was so delicious and so good because they were waiting in line for their food or waiting for their quick service to be ready. I was just sitting there eating my sushi. It was really good, though. Yeah, and then, I mean, we pretty much had it had it back, didn't we? Was there anything else major at Epcot that we did? No, I don't think so. I think that about I mean, we, wraps up our trip. Um, I would definitely. Well, we did go to Disney Springs on Saturday, and which was a big pin trading. And I, I got those Sperry boots. I, we can't go without those. Great deal on Sperry boots there at Disney Springs. Like he was saying, Disney Springs has so many pin locations, and on the back of every pin board is a map of where you are and all the different pin locations. So you can easily take a picture of that. And then you will know where all your pins are and don't have to go through shops and then have to ask. You will already know if there is a pin in the shop or not. And the Disney Springs is like a normal outlet. They will have your normal outlet stores just with some Disney stores that are big like World of Disney and a few other ones. So a lot of people go into Disney Springs thinking, oh, this is just going to be full of Disney stuff. It's not. On your rest day, I definitely recommend just going to Disney Springs. One thing cool at Disney Springs that I really was finally happy I was able to do, because this is probably like our fourth time trying, is Gideon's Bakehouse Bakery. Um, They have cookies, and um, we finally were able to get in line and try their cookies. These cookies are massive, huge definitely worth stopping they are very very sweet but it's a good stop to go they also have lego store they have an m&m store a coke store that's actually three stories tall and you can try all different types of coke up at their coke bar at the top there's just all kinds of shops there's clothing there's restaurants there's a christmas tree store which we really enjoy going in you can get an ornament and you can pay to have it personalized um, there's Goofy's Candy Shop where you can actually request a certain type of Rice Krispie or dipped apple, caramel apple, and they will make it for you right in front of you. So that is something that is really cool. Um, they do have ice cream and Dole Whip. They have a hot air balloon ride. They have a, a boat ride that's actually a car. So it looks like a car is driving into the water. It does get very crowded here. Um, we did go early in the morning, and I think that is the time to go for sure. It wasn't nearly as crowded at all as typical. Okay, so Goofy's Candy Co., you can actually make your own cake, pops, rice, crispy treats, and caramel apples, which is a super fun experience, and I definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah, I love there. And then I before we wrap up, I know we're about to be done, but I forgot on our last podcast, we didn't mention it, you guys rode Tron. And 
you mentioned that on our past podcast. Tell us how that was. So me, my mom, and my sister and her boyfriend all rode Tron. This was awesome experience. I absolutely loved it. Um, they all loved it. It is well worth it. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that if you're bigger of size and you think you can't fit on the motorbike because they do have a replica out front that you can get on and see if you can, you kind of lay on it like a motorcycle, like a speed bike motorcycle. And if you can't fit on that, they do have at the end of every single one of their rides. Or if, even if you have a bad back and you can't lean forward like that, they do have a little cart in the back that you can just sit to be able to experience this ride. So I don't ever want you to think because of size or because of your physical back, any kind of issues, you still can just sit in the back as well. That's one thing that I did not know. And I knew when I got there, but it is extremely immersive. The detail is amazing. It is definitely a must ride. All right. I can't wait to ride it. I just started feeling sick from our previous ride and I was like, no way. So definitely have to ride it on our next one. So I think this about wraps it up. Our next episode, I definitely want to dive in deeper with a little bit more detail on things. I'm going to go into the snacks that we did more, just more details on everything as well as talk about this Kennedy Space Center. So we will definitely be talking more. Stay tuned. All All right. Peace out. Thanks for having me on. Bye, everyone. Bye.